This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. Anthony Reich, Boketov Shavuotov, how are you? Boketov Shavuotov, I've decided we should start the week off on a foodie note. Mm. Um, and I Makes don't know if happy. you guys are into this whole food truck cuisine no, but, style. Right, but it's become massive in Israel. This is all I'm hearing. It's become a real thing. Yeah. It's become a real thing. I mean, we know that in the U.S. it's a big thing and it has been for many years. Even kind of kosher style food trucks you see around New York City and stuff like that, it is a big thing. And it has definitely become a big thing in Israel. And actually, this is now the sixth year of the Jerusalem Food Truck Festival which kicked off back in July already and is flowing through until the end of August, twice a week on a Tuesday and a Thursday. Food trucks line up around the Hinnom Valley Park area near the Cinematheque, just outside the walls of the old city. And a few restaurants come along as well and set up there. And food truck food is the order of the day. What do you guys think about this whole food truck thing? It has become a big thing. And to be honest, I've even seen quite a number of food trucks set up kind of on a permanent location because very often they move around mm, and they try mm. and get custom, you know, they get customers from all kinds of places. Uh, but there are a few that have set up permanently are always at a particular site. They're not even on wheels, actually. It sort of looks a little bit like a food truck, right. but it's kind of just a stall um, uh, with, with food being served but in this food truck a cuisine style. It is a particular cuisine. You've got to kind of like that sort of street food style of food. Uh, and of course, Israel is great for street but food. But what it's done so is, is it seems to have made it quite trendy, almost like gourmet street food in a sort way. Sort of, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because food truck, um, there, there even these TV shows that have sprung up about food truck cuisine and competitions and stuff like that. It has become quite trendy. And in Israel, certainly in recent years, um, it's become more and more popular and quite trendy um, for those who like it. And of course, you've got all kinds, not only kosher food, but also gluten-free food and all kinds of specialized food for those people who, vegans or, or whatever people who, who have particularly yeah, eating yeah. Um, habits. Um, so, yeah, yeah, this is the uh, uh, still the uh, Jerusalem Food Truck Festival is still continuing just outside the walls of the old city for those people who might be in Jerusalem between now and the end of the month. Tuesday nights and Thursday nights are nights together uh, and to go and try out food truck cuisine. On a slightly more serious note, um, just some news in off the press this morning. Four soldiers, four Syrian soldiers, are um, reported to have been killed in an attack just outside of, Be- of Damascus. And the attack is being attributed to Israel. So a Syrian military source has said that um, airstrikes, were, airstrikes were conducted from the direction of the Golan Heights. Apparently, material damage was caused by these strikes. Four soldiers killed, four soldiers injured, we understand. Apparently, the target of the strikes were 
warehouses which belong to the Syrian military, but are also used by Iran-backed militias. So maybe that is the reason why Israel may have chosen on this occasion to strike that particular location. Interesting that Israel has not been reported or accused of striking in Syria since late July, so quite a few weeks have already passed since the last time that Israel was accused of one of these strikes. Um, we know that they have been quite frequent, Israel trying to somehow control the flow of arms and ammunition and, I guess, people as well from Iran through Syria, mm. potentially onward towards Lebanon as well. So um, just another report coming out this morning from Syria. Uh, Janine says, I think a kosher food truck in Johannesburg would be the most brilliant idea. A kosher, kosher mobile kitchen for functions. Yeah, and, and, and in an area where I guess there is a little bit more of a challenge in terms of kosher food and catering, and so, you know, a food truck is actually, it adds another, it adds another value added layer of value because you could really just take your truck to wherever you need to go with regard to Absolutely. a function. So that is really quite interesting. Um, Municipal security officer was killed in a terror attack in central Tel Aviv on Saturday afternoon. And, of course, uh, as Shabbat ended, we, we received a, a message from my son who lives in Tel Aviv saying, terror attack, but we are fine, don't worry, which is exactly when you do worry. But uh, nevertheless, uh, it obviously is uh, it, it's becoming a problem because we certainly are seeing more of these attacks happening in Tel Aviv itself now. Well, I mean, the story of the attack, um, just the dry facts are that apparently this individual was in Sterot Rothschild in Rothschild Boulevard, which for those people who know Tel Aviv is one of the more central um, streets within um, within Tel Aviv. It's a street that is um, divided by an island in the middle, and on that island in the middle is a huge amount of activity. It's quite a broad island that runs down Rothschild Boulevard, and the island has bicycle lanes and the island has all kinds of cafes mm. and benches and parks. Um, people always up and down, children playing there. It's a very, very busy central part of the road in, in, in central Tel Aviv. And the story that um, has come out of this event, this attack that took place, was that the individual was in Rothschild Boulevard when these two municipal security officers suspected this individual from a distance for no real reason, no intelligence. They just saw the individual and had a certain suspicion about him and approached him. And that was when the attack took place, when Khen Amir was shot. Now, um, there's some slightly conflicting stories because on the one hand, we understand that these two municipal officers approached the individual who looked suspicious. On the other hand, Oz, who was Khen Amir's partner, said that the terrorist actually approached Khen from the back and shot him from the back. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how those two parts of the story come together. But what we do know is that two municipal officers were conducting security checks in that area. Khen Amir ultimately was unfortunately the victim who was shot very, very seriously injured on the scene, rushed to Ikhilov Hospital where unfortunately he passed away. Oz, who was Khen's partner, um, while they were patrolling the streets, was the one who neutralized the terrorist right away and shot him and killed him in the street on Rothschild Boulevard, potentially avoiding 
a massive tragedy. And herein really lies the crux of the story because this was, uh, this all occurred in the hours just prior to the usual weekly Saturday evening protest, which takes place on Kaplan Street. Now, Kaplan Street is really only just a short walk away from where this terror attack book took place. And there are, there are speculations about what the terrorist's intentions were. He'd managed to find his way right into central Tel Aviv, fully armed with an automatic weapon and plenty of ammunition. And he could potentially have been on his way to that demonstration where more than a hundred thousand people turned out in Kaplan Street uh, to protest in the usual way that has been done for the last 31 weeks on Kaplan Street in Tel Aviv and other places around Israel. But, but the point is that if these two individuals hadn't been suspicious and approached this guy in Rothschild Boulevard, one doesn't want to think about what potentially might have taken place if he was allowed to launch an attack in his own time and of his own choosing, rather than being forced, in a sense, to shoot because he was approached mm. by security mm. officers. Now, uh, the tragedy of Khen Amir's death, of course, is massive. Three young daughters left behind, uh, primary school and, and nursery school aged children that he's left behind. His family have decided to donate as much as they can of his limbs and of his organs uh, to uh, other people who are in need. The, the, the report suggests that some 50 patients, 5-0 patients, will benefit from donations by Khen Amir's family of organs to help um, other people who may be in need of them. But, of course, um, it doesn't lessen the tragedy of a young man, a very, very strong a commando-style security officer um, shot down in his prime in the central part of Tel Aviv and just hours before that huge demonstration was due to take place, which was still conducted in spite of the terror incident, somewhat subdued um, mm, and sure. somewhat scaled back yeah. um, as a result of the tragedy that had just been um, unfold, just had unfolded before the demonstration. Um, and this week... The demonstrations are really focusing a lot more on the upcoming municipal election, which is due to take place, uh, which are due to take place because it's municipalities around Israel. Municipal elections due to take place towards the end of October and trying to focus on people who are standing in the municipal elections to try and label them as to whether they are either pro-reform or anti-reform in order to give what they consider to be better information to the electorate about who they're going to be voting for in the municipal elections. And, of course, this is all as a result of the Knesset having closed down for the summer vacation now, and so there isn't any more um, legislation coming through the Knesset, at least for now, until after the Chagim are finished, which will be the beginning of October. So um, a real tragedy um, uh, over the weekend in Tel Aviv, and in spite of that, demonstrations taking place. And uh, this is an in also an incredible, incredible story. A terror cell was neutralized yesterday by IDF special forces when it was on its way to carry out a terror attack. These stories always amaze me simply because of the sophistication of Israeli intelligence to actually be able to stop them on the way to a terror attack. Tell us about this. 
Yeah, so there's actually even some video footage um, showing the idea of special forces intercepting a car, which we understand carried three terrorists who are literally on their way to carry out um, a terror attack. We don't know the details of what their plans were, and we're not even quite sure whether uh, the intelligence knows about exactly where they were headed and what they were planning to do. But what we do know is that the interception was extremely successful. This was a terror cell that had been uh, that left from Janine, a Janine-based terror cell that was on their way, apparently, to carry out an attack. The video footage that I've seen shows a huge number of special forces surrounding, getting near to this vehicle and firing what seems to be more than 100 rounds of live fire towards the car in order to make sure that there is no possible way that the individuals in that car uh, would be able to survive. And all of this taking place in an area which is relatively inhabited. Quite a lot of people around. We see another car which came from a distance approaching the scene, then stopping when they see the special forces running around, reversing back out of the area, turning around and driving sort of towards back back towards where it came from. Um, so all of this in a relatively kind of inhabited area. But you're right. I mean, this is a classic case of Israeli intelligence at its best. It's one of those cases where it clearly was a planned mm. attack of some sort, which had communication going backwards and forwards between individuals, which allows Israeli intelligence to intercept and to become involved, as opposed to those lone wolf attacks, which are much, much more difficult to intercept or to gain intelligence about. So this was a, a great example of uh, intelligence at its best. And what we're finding now is that there is no real attempt on the part of those who attempted to carry out the attack. There's no attempt for them to conceal the fact that these were martyrs going out to carry an attack. And there's no attempt to say, oh, these were innocent civilians who um, were uh, killed um, on their way driving innocently towards the shopping center. There's none of that uh, anymore. This is all really about trying to promote the martyrdom of these individuals, and so there clearly were um, these guys, that there were clearly were terrorists on their way to an attack. And of course, this comes against the backdrop of a very, very serious incident on Friday evening when Jewish uh, settlers actually shot and killed um, an Arab teenager. Now, I'd like to talk a little bit more about that, and I'm not sure if we've got a lot of time to do it today because this is a, 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 an important mm, story mm. that we need to just air. Um, but the incident was apparently that there was some dispute over grazing. Certain flocks of uh, goats were grazing on Palestinian land, goats that were owned by Jews who lived in the area. There was an altercation. There was a clash. And all of this ended up in a Palestinian teenager being killed, an Arab teenager being killed. Two Jews have been placed under arrest as a result of this incident. Lots and lots of conflicting views about whether this was a case of protecting themselves against an attack that was being launched towards the Jews or whether this was something that was initiated by the Jews and that this was effectively a murder of a Palestinian teenager. The police force at the moment have placed those two Jews under arrest because they feel that there is a case to be answered. Many politicians have come out saying this was just... Uh, self-protection and that they shouldn't be uh, placed under arrest or held accountable. Um, but it clearly is a very, very controversial incident that took place on Friday. 
Yeah, indeed, and it is important to speak about it as well. It has just gone 8 o'clock. That was the Israel Report with Anthony Rock. Anthony, thank you as always. We'll catch you tomorrow morning at 7.45. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you are based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebluagency.com.